Welcome to another edition of MMA Gold Media Podcast, where every week we will bring you a summary of what happened in the world of the UFC. We will cover the most relevant breaking news, as well as interview clips from the most newsworthy personalities and fighters in our sport. Relax. How do you think, though, how, how, do you, yeah, how do you think Pereira is going to, would do in heavyweight? Because I'd, Yeah, I was going to say, say it's well, a big jump. Yeah. yeah, I'd say well away from John Jones because he <laughs> is going to. So I was not going to say because he's a monster. Yeah. I don't know. You who's stay gonna be able to beat him. well away from. Well, yeah. I've seen <laughs> Pereira's wrestling, and I'm not going to say it's terrible, but you stay well away from John Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Brazilian assassin Alex Pereira is one of the most feared fighters in the UFC with a terrifying left hook, and he has been crowned middleweight champion. Many fighters, including his coach. Glover Teixeira, have emphasized how big Pereira is, making it difficult for him to stay under the 185-pound limit required for the division. Just look at this guy, he's a big man. Let's hear it from Glover himself. Hey, you know, we talk about, look at this guy, man. he can fight any, any division, he can fight in heavyweight, light heavyweight, because he's, he's big, man. And uh, of course, eventually I think... Um, he's he going to want to do that because that weight cut for him is a big cut. You know, he doesn't complain. He just keeps going. He just do it well because he likes to, you know, be 185. And he- There has been talk on several occasions that Alex could fight in the heavyweight division, to which Robert Whitaker warns him to stay well away from John Jones. Although Pereira's striking is one of the best in the world, Whitaker says he has a lot to improve in grappling. So a fight against a fighter as well-versed in all aspects as John Jones is a huge danger for the Brazilian. Chael Sonnen is another who has spoken about the possibility of Pereira facing Jones, and with his size and weight, there is a possibility that he could move up to heavyweight. The talk of Alex Pereira versus John Jones, I mean, it, it, it's begun. It's begun. Glover comes out, says that Pierre might go up to heavyweight. Then you get people like, like me saying, well, he is six foot four. Yeah. He could go to heavyweight. Now you got Robert Whitaker weighing in. Robert Whitaker's opinion matters more than most for a couple of reasons. First off, Robert Whitaker is amongst the greatest fighters to ever do this sport. Any weight class, any way you want to do it. The other thing is Robert Whitaker is quite possibly the number one contender for Pierre's championship. More, more than quite possibly. Pierre is to beat Adesanya, I would predict for you that Robert Whitaker goes the next with Pierre. So for Robert Whitaker to weigh in on this and say, yeah, I think Pierre is going to change the weight, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because he risks the backlash of, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's just what you want because you don't want to fight him. What would happen if Adesanya lost again to Alex Pereira? Israel Adesanya has proven to be one of the best UFC fighters in recent years. The style bender has reached the top of his division, thanks to his extraordinary skills in the octagon. However, his life has been turned upside down lately by the reappearance of a ghost from his past, the Brazilian assassin Alex Pereira, who dethroned him and took away the middleweight belt. With a rematch scheduled for April 8 at UFC 287, many have wondered how a fourth loss to the Brazilian would affect Adesanya's legacy as a fighter. There are many fighters with great legacies in the UFC, like Daniel Cormier who could never defeat John Jones or George Saint-Pierre and Randy Couture, who were able to bounce back after multiple losses for the title. Michael Bisping has explained in his podcast how Adesanya could have a chance to surpass Pereira. He's just a better grappler. He's going to come out there and go for a double leg takedown right off the bat because he was the better grappler. 
He was the better, he's just a better grappler, simple as that. He took him down, controlled him for a little bit. And who knows, he might be trying to go for a submission this time. Because the thing is, you don't have to be a great wrestler to learn the mechanics to do a double leg takedown. And certainly when you're Israel Adesanya, Alex Pereira isn't necessarily going to expect that off the bat. The future of Adesanya will depend on whether he loses, what he learns from his defeat, and how he reinvents himself as a fighter. If he wins, he will have defeated his personal boogeyman, starting a new chapter in his career. The bad blood between Jose Aldo and McGregor is still boiling. After Jose Aldo's last boxing match, McGregor tweeted that he would like to box with the MMA veteran. When asked about his thoughts on boxing with Conor, Jose Aldo responded, Conor has a big mouth, he always talks a lot of Let's hear it from Jose Aldo himself. O nosso próximo passo. O Conan é um cuzão do caralho. Só fala isso porque já tá com a luta marcada e fala muito mais para vender qualquer coisa do que querer lutar mesmo, né? Então, é um filho da puta. É... And we all know that McGregor doesn't stay quiet. It seems like Jose Aldo still remembers the 13-second knockout that Conor gave him. Belal Muhammad wants Usman's head as a shortcut to Edwards. I'm only looking upwards. Belal Muhammad is only focused on fighting upwards and sees Usman as a shortcut to challenge Edwards for the title. The guy that they consider the GOAT, if I beat him, there's no denying me after that, right? For that one moment, that's why I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the landscape, and I'm like, I do think it needs to be somebody that is considered the the guy. And I think that Kamaru, ex-champion, he beat Kobe twice. I think that fight makes all the sense in the world. He, uh, you know... He was a guy that people consider the the goat from the yep. welterweight division. I go out there and, like you said, start him, beat him dominantly. There's no denying me after that, right? I agree. Although there have been rumors, he has no interest in fighting Rachmanov or any fighter who is ranked below him. This decision came after he defeated Sean Brady, and he only wants to face fighters who are better ranked than him. He believes that by defeating Usman, who has already beaten Colby twice, he will have the right to directly challenge Edwards for the title. Muhammad considers fighting Rachmanov or any lower-ranked fighter as fighting downwards. UFC merges with WWE. Under the terms of the agreement, Endeavor will possess a 51% stake in the newly formed combat sports and entertainment company, while WWE shareholders will retain the remaining 49%. The deal puts WWE's value at $9.3 billion and estimates the worth of UFC, which is owned by Endeavor, at $12.1 billion. Ariel Emanuel, CEO of Endeavor, said this is a rare opportunity to create a global live sports and entertainment pure play built for where the industry is headed. For decades, Vince and his team have demonstrated an incredible track record of innovation and shareholder value creation, and we are confident that Endeavor can deliver significant additional value for shareholders by bringing UFC and WWE together. Conor McGregor tweeted about the deal yesterday. Congrats to the UFC, now worth a cool proper $12 billion. Wow. Endeavor bout to scoop the WWE now also. Incredible. What a powerhouse. Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel is expected to serve as the chief executive of both Endeavor and the new entity. While Vince McMahon, the CEO of WWE, would be the executive chairman. Mark Shapiro, Endeavor's president, would also serve as an executive chairman for the new company. Dana White will retain his position as the president of UFC and WWE CEO Nick Khan would serve as the president of the wrestling business within the new company. Masvidal thinks he can convince Dana to give him a title shot. 
Jorge Masvidal believes he can steal the title fight from Colby Covington and convince Dana White that he is the best option. Stating the UFC is a pay-per-view business, Colby has never sold more than 300,000 except when he fought me. He's not a ticket seller, doesn't bring action. I feel that in my heart, I see it in my mind. UFC at the end of the day is a pay-per-view selling business. Kobe's bitch ass has never sold over 300,000 pay-per-views except when it was against me, you know. Masvidal is feeling confident that Burns is his golden ticket to facing off against Edwards. In the past, he's been stuck with wrestlers and hasn't had much luck. But he's got high hopes for Gilbert and expects a real challenge this time around. In Gilbert's fight, I don't have a wrestling freak. In the Gilbert fight, I don't have a standout wrestler conditioning freak like that where, where he could just continue to go for takedown after takedown. He, he doesn't have that. He's never shown that in on the stand-up. Yeah, he throws hard, but he doesn't understand the sweet signs. He doesn't understand setups. He doesn't understand distance, timing, fakes, things like that. So, Game Bread doesn't think a fight between Leon and Colby is worth the hype. According to Masvidal, neither fighter brings the heat and fails to sell tickets by not giving the fans the action-packed fights they crave. What what is him and Leon gonna do? What what did Usman and, and Leon just do right now? The numbers weren't great. They haven't even come out yet, you know. So neither of them are, are are ticket sellers, and it's for a reason. They don't really bring that action, you know. Um, I bring that action, you know. People people ain't following me because I'm so good looking, or I have so many posts on Instagram and stuff. People are following me because they know I'm one thing. I'm fighting. I'm gonna get after. I'm I'm gonna come take your head off or die trying, you know. So I uh. It's laid out for me to just go out there and do my work, perform, and everything else will fall into place. Pereira thinks that Adesanya is making a mistake with this rematch and reveals what motivated him to join the UFC. The current middleweight champion, Alex Pereira, believes that the former champion, Israel Adesanya, is making a mistake by wanting a rematch so quickly. Fighting this fast, he is kinda showing me that he just wants to get over this, I'm just gonna fight one more time, and whatever happens, I'm going to live my life in peace. Fully new, you know what I mean. Especially with his history as a champ, that we're going to fight again. You know what I mean. Due to his achievements, but I honestly fighting me this fast kind of showed me maybe that he just wanted to get over with, just want to get it done. Like you know what I mean. Let me just fight this guy one more time, and whatever happened, at least I can live my life in peace. The Brazilian also specified that what motivated him to join the UFC were derogatory comments that Adesanya made about him saying that he would only be a nobody and while he bragged about beating him to get girls, he would become a legend. He watches all my fights and every time I fight, like clockwork, he would try and put something out like, I beat this guy. At the end of the day, no one knows who the he is and he's going to be that guy when I'm world champion, when I'm a legend. He's going to be at some pub talking some about, I beat that guy one time. That lit a fire inside Pereira that propelled him to join the UFC, take the belt from Adesanya, scoring his third victory against him. I proved him wrong, right? I got to the UFC and became the champ. Um, where he was saying things about you. How did that interview come to your attention? Well, it was a heavy interview where, you know, we had fought twice and he said that he never watched any of my fights. There was nobody, and, you know. Uh, and after that, like, and then he said that I will never go nowhere. There will be just guy dropping a bar using his name. So get girls and, and I proved wrong, right? I went after him and got to the UFC and became the champ. Chael Sonnen talks about Nganu, his relationship with Dana and the John Jones fight. The former MMA fighter, Chael Sonnen explains that the fight between former heavyweight champion Francis Nganu and current champion John Jones is still possible. However, 
Sonnen believes that Nganu needs to pick up the phone and repair his relationship with Dana White and the UFC first. Sonnen was giving Nganu the benefit of the doubt when he left the UFC to pursue greener pastures as a free agent. But now, he thinks Nganu needs to have an epiphany soon if he wants to make it big, I think there's a couple of good fights over there for Francis. Realize, and he's going to want to call them back. And when he does, I want them to answer the phone. I don't want people to be mad at each other. I, I think there is a couple of good fights over there uh, still for Francis. But, you know, the, the one against Jones is the premiere. There, there's not a whole... Sonnen thinks that Francis needs to act quickly and take advantage of his physical abilities while he can, as he has been experiencing knee problems. 36. I don't know how old he is. I'm not sure he knows how old he is. I'll bring that up to try to be funny. His body's already given out on him, right? He's already, he's already telling somebody, hey, I'm on the free market, bid a whole bunch of money for me. By the way, I got a bad knee. Sonnen insists that the fact that Francis is a free agent, at his age, and with his knee condition, is a waste of time. Guy, Phil Jackson's what I meant to say. No coach looks at a guy who's hurt and old and pays him a bigger check. It's a really weird situation. I want him to get it figured out. I don't say it's a tease him. Time is ticking. And he, he every day that he's not signed, he's losing. Robert Whitaker stated that he was never offered a fight against Kamzat Shamaya, but he is waiting for it. Former middleweight champion, Robert Whitaker, denied the allegations made by Kamzat Shamayev who claimed that Whitaker had turned down a fight against him. On his podcast, Whitaker explained that he was never offered any fight against Shamayev but that he is waiting for the right moment. I was never offered a fight Shamayev and that's that. I haven't been offered any fights. I forgot. Someone said that Shamayev said that they offered me a fight and I turned okay. it down. I, I was never offered a fight with Shamayev and that's okay. that. It seems that Whitaker is patiently waiting to show the Russian what he is capable of doing inside the cage. That's not something it has been presented to me, just clarifying that. I say, I have not received any sort of written contract saying, do you want to fight Chimaev in yeah. XYZ? That's not yeah. something that has been presented to me. So, yeah, just uh, clarifying that. UFC fans have been very excited since the Eagle, Khabib Nurmagomedov posted a video on his social media training on a treadmill with the caption, July I have to be ready. Although the Eagle specifies that it is not related to MMA, the return of such a great athlete to any type of physical sport represents great news and raises the expectations of all his followers. Hadizanya wants Pereira's head as a trophy. There was a lot of tension at the press conference before UFC 287 with all the fighters ready to leave everything in the cage if necessary. Former middleweight champion, Israel Adesanya, said he doesn't care about the title, he wants to rip Pereira's head off. On Saturday, what is most important to you? Is it about regaining the UFC title and being world champion again, or is it simply be the belt? I'm coming for his head. Meanwhile, the Brazilian assassin assured that this will be a physical and psychological fight for Adesanya because he hasn't forgotten the three losses on his record. However, the last stylebender believes that this is his definitive moment to shine and determine once and for all who the best man is. This is my eight-mile moment, this is it, one more shot at this. Let's hear it from Adesanya himself. I've said, this is my eight-mile moment, this is it, one more shot at this. I put everything on my back. I've done everything in my power to make sure I do the worst thing to this man this weekend. I'm, I'm done with this talk. You guys want to hear me talk or you want to hear me fight? Although Pereira thinks it's just empty talk with no real force, Adesanya insists that this time things will be different. Who did this the past three fights? He said the same things it and there's always that. You don't even understand what I said, not understand what you said. What's going to happen this weekend is we're going to fight and see who the best man is at the end. Even though both fighters will try to kill each other inside the ring, 
they took a moment to highlight each other's qualities and respect for their opponent. Pereira acknowledges that despite his past victories, Adesanya is a formidable champion capable of changing the past results. While Izzy admires the fighting spirit always shown by the Brazilian, he promises to show his own fighting spirit on Saturday, you all know I have that shit. I say his uh, recovery and his fighting spirit, that's something that I definitely felt like he, um, he surprised me with. But Saturday night, time for talking is done, I'm gonna show him my fighting spirit. Pereira has zero interest in Kamzat Shemaev. Although all the attention from both Brazil and the entire world is focused solely on his upcoming fight against Israel Adesanya. There are other wolves lurking around the champion, waiting for their opportunity to secure a title fight. Former champion Robert Whitaker and Paulo Costa are some of the most prominent names that could potentially have a fight with the Brazilian assassin in the future. Pereira appreciates that Whitaker and Costa have always been respectful towards him, but he seems to have no love for Shemaev. Shemaev is the kind of guy that seems to be a little lost, talks too much. Alex even pointed out the fact that Kamzat wanted to fight him after his last fight but when he challenged him to fight at 205 pounds, Shemaev chickened out. The interview ended with Pereira insisting that he doesn't even want to talk about Shemaev. There appears to be a lack of interest in discussing Kamzat among those in his current weight class. Kamzat's poor performance in terms of weight at UFC 279 in September 2022 essentially marked the end of his days as a welterweight fighter. Now that he's switched to competing as a middleweight, many of the top fighters in the 185-pound division believe he needs to prove himself again as a contender before they're willing to face him. Colby Covington can't fight due to brain injuries, says Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal explains that he has three felonies for alleged assaults on Covington after they had an altercation in Miami following their last fight. So it is impossible for Covington to fight Edwards for the title. To, to rephrase Morgan, um, uh, I currently got three felonies because this bitch Kobe says I gave him a brain injury. So how the f is he going to fight for any title is what I want to know. You know, like, how, how could you, how, they're going to, the UFC is going to get sued if that go, guy goes in there and something like that happens, right? Because supposedly, allegedly, because I didn't do shit, he says I, I gave him a brain injury. I didn't do shit. Colby told the police that Masvidal had caused him brain injuries and a broken tooth as a result of the attacks on him. Masvidal emphasizes that if Colby enters the cage with those brain injuries, the UFC will be sued. Jorge also reveals that Colby has a restraining order against him. All I know is that he has a restraining order on me. I have to stay 100 feet from this individual. Is that he has a restraining order on me, I have to stay 100 feet from this individual. Still, I, I don't even know why, you know, why he would put such a thing on me because I'm like the coolest guy. You know, so I'm like, my mind is still blown of why he has a restraining order on me. The crossovers between UFC and WWE is not going to happen. Dana White has clarified the doubts generated regarding the new fusion between UFC and WWE. The difference between the UFC and the WWE is, if you look at the WWE, they have a, uh, an entertainment value, and they have these guys that are incredible athletes that, that go in there and, and, and do their thing. It's well known that it's scripted. When you look at the UFC, this is as real as it gets. That's like, like our tagline. You have these guys that are incredible athletes that have to be well-rounded and well-versed in all these different um, aspects of martial arts. Then you have the entertainment side of it too, um, but it's real fighting. It's real. There, there are no predetermined outcomes in the UFC, so there, there, there won't really be any type of crossover. UFC fans had the fear that as a result of this fusion, Scripted crossover events would be organized that would take away the feeling of realism that UFC fights have. But now they can rest easy because those events have no plans to take place in the near future.
these companies have already had athletes in both arenas, with Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, Ronda Rousey, and Matt Riddle being stars who have shown on both sides. Raul Rose is on haters, they should take some notes if they want to be on the pay-per-view main card. El Nino Problema, Raul Rose's Jr., left a very clear message to all the haters and jealous fighters about the opportunity he was given to be on the main card. To those critics that say like, hey, Raul Rosas doesn't deserve a main card slot. Um, I, I don't know who said that, but at the end of the day, they're all just hating and they should take some notes if they want to be on the pay-per-view card, they should take some notes and learn some stuff from me, you know. Um, I barely got in the UFC and I'm already in the pay-per-view, uh, not like other ranked fighters that are prelim fighters, you know, so I don't want to say names, you know, but yeah. Meanwhile, his opponent for Saturday, Christian Rodriguez sees this fight as an opportunity to stop Rose's Jr.'s hype and use it to his advantage. You made the John Morgan ask you earlier about, you know, the hype train behind Raul Rose's Jr. and everything. I'm curious your take, like, do you embrace, you know, where, at least perceptionally wise, you're going to be the underdog here? Um, I feel like I'll probably be the underdog in this fight. Um, I do know he had a lot of hype, but I don't mind the hype. I think it benefits me, you know, once I stop it. That's all for this week's episode. Make sure to follow our show and tune in to next week's episode so you don't miss any details about the UFC. Thanks for listening. See you next week.